Okay, it's good to see everyone. Good morning. Thank you for coming to learn. And the uh, Pasuk says in this coming week's parasha, and parashas Vayera, V'idatem ki ani Hashem aleikeichem, ha-moitzi eschem mitachas tevlois Mitzrayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim in a miraculous fashion in order that we should know that it was the Rebani Shalalem who took us out. And the Gemara Mitzrayim is brachas and the Aflam Ches derives uh, from this Pasuk or uses this Pasuk as one of the sources for the Nusach of the Bracha of HaMoitzi Lachem just like a Kaddish Baruch who enabled Moshe Rabbeinu to take us out of Mitzrayim, uh, so too a Kaddish Baruch who enables us to uh, create bread from that which grows uh, from the ground. And therefore I wanted to take uh, the opportunity uh, to discuss perhaps the Baruch of Hamoitzi, not uh, the typical Baruch of Hamoitzi of a person uh, who's eating one of the five grains that's made into a thick dough and then into bread, uh, which would be typically a counter, but um, uh, uh, part of, you know, under that umbrella, the discussion of uh, making hamoitzi on pasa babikisnen, or bread that normally doesn't come in the course, uh, that normally a person doesn't eat in the course of, uh, of a meal. So the Gemara tells us in Mesech Tzbroch, and Afmen Bezim at Aleph, that Rav Huna Achal Tleisar Rifti, he ate uh, 13 uh, loaves of sweet bread. B'nei Tlosa, Tlosa. In each one of the loaves, uh, I'm sorry, three loaves together, B'kava, equaled one kav of flour. V'lod Baruch. And he did not make uh, Birch Samazan afterwards. Presumably then he did not make Hamoitzi uh, Lechman Art beforehand either. Amalei Rav Nachman, Adei Kafna. He said, people eat this uh, when they're hungry. So, meaning, they eat it as a meal. Anytime a person eats something that most people would uh, use or consider to be a meal, you have to make hamotzi lechman arts, and also birchas hamazan at the conclusion, not like uh, the practice of Rav Huna. Rav Yehuda, have a Yehuda bar Chaviva. Rav Yehuda was preparing uh, for the wedding of his son at the house of Rav Yehuda bar Chaviva. And they brought before him uh, bread, which we'll define in a minute, that does not normally come in the course of a meal. Uh, and kiyasa, uh, when uh, they came, shaminu the kamevarchi hamoitzi. He heard that they were making the bracha of hamoitzi lechem in aritz. Amrilei said to them, "Desanya Rabbi Mani Omer Mishum Rabbi Yehuda pas habobikistim mevarchalav hamoitzi." That uh, the opinion of Ramona was that pas habobikistim you make the bracha of hamoitzi lechem in aritz. Vamar Shmuel halachik Rabbi Mani. Halacha uh, Muna, that's the way we paskin. Amalahu, so he said to them, Ain halach. Rabbi Huda responded to them. He saw they were making hamoitzi because they felt that uh, the opinion, uh, we should follow the opinion of Ramona that was the, the quote in the name of Shmuel. So Amalahu, Ain halacha Muna itmar. No, we do not pass like Ramona that a person should not make hamoitzi lechem and arts and pass above the Rather, it's mizainas. Uh, so Amri Leva Hamar Hudamar Mishmed the Shmuel, but uh, but we heard from you. We heard from you, Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Shmuel Lachmaniyos, which is an also a type of bread which does not normally come in the course of a meal. Ma'arvin Bahen Umevarchin Alein Hamoitzi. You can use it as a erev chatzeros or an erev tchumin in order to establish residency on Shabbos, and you make the bracha of Hamoitzi. It's considered pas. It's considered to be bread. So the Gemara explains. Rabbi Yehuda explains. Shiny Hasim Dekava Sudasi Alayu. That's only if a person uh, actually um, establishes that, he eats it as, uh, considers it as one of his meals. He does not eat the equivalent of a person would eat in a meal. So then uh, he does not make the brach of Hamaytzilach Menarts. He does, would not conclude with, uh, with uh, Birch Samazin. So what emerges from the Gemara is that if you have uh, bread, something that's made from the five grains, that's baked in an oven, 
it's made into a thick dough that's then baked into an oven. So uh, if it's uh, you know, normally eaten and uh, consumed as part of a meal, the brach, of course, would be hamaisi. That's the typical bread that we encounter. But if it's what's known as pasa babakisnen, it's not the bread that we would typically eat in the course of a meal, even though it sounds like it's pasta for all intents and purposes. It's made out of one of the five grains and it's made into a thick dough and it's baked in an oven. Nonetheless, the brach would be mezaynas uh, beforehand and me'en uh, shalosh afterwards. Alamichya, not birchas hamazen. But if a person is kavas who does elayu, he eats it as uh, one of his meals, or he eats the equivalent of what a person would eat as part of his meal, so then he uh, would be obligated to make hamaiti beforehand and birch samazan afterwards. What does it mean that he's kava sudase alayhu? So the uh, Rush writes, quotes in the name of the Ravid, that every person and every situation is different. If you are uh, eating what you would normally consider to be a meal, even though it's uh, made of possible bakistin, or you're eating the equivalent of what people would eat, you know, the same amount of bread that people would eat, or you would eat in the course of a meal, so then uh, for you, that's considered to be a kviyosuda. Every person and every situation is different. That's what the Rosh writes over here in the second line. If my normal way is to eat a, you know, a small amount of bread in the course of a meal, if I eat that amount of possible bakistin, you'd be obligated to make hamoitzi and birch samozin. However, then the Rosh quotes the name of uh, Rabbeinu Moshe, that no, we say, Even if a person would be kaveya suda, and a small amount of uh, bread, a small amount of possible bekisnin, uh, most people would not do that. He's uh, considered negligible to the larger group, and he's and rather this uh, halacha has a standard, what most people would consider uh, to be the equivalent, you know, the amount of bread that most people would eat to, together with a meal. If a person has that amount of pasabobikisnin, then he would be obligated um, to make hamoitzi and bench. But anything less than what most people would eat uh, as, a, as a meal, you would not have to make hamoitzi, you would not have to bench. Most the, community or so the Bi'alacha writes that there must be some distinctions here because older people eat a little bit less than younger people. So the Bi'alacha is willing to distinguish. Uh, most people in your demographic eat uh, less, so then uh, the, the standard would perhaps be a little bit less. But if, uh, yeah. Bagels are not included, right? Because they're not baked. Bagels are baked. They're first boiled, then baked. They're first boiled, but then they're baked, yeah. They are baked? Yeah, and that's the main. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then they're baked. And they're baked. Okay, so. It, there might be some uh, distinction, but generally a kviyosuda is determined by what most people would eat uh, in the course of a meal. Perhaps there's a difference between older people, younger people. One could perhaps distinguish between men and women also eat different amounts, perhaps at different uh, different <coughs> times. So, But if a person eats the amount of possible bekissin that most people would eat, uh, you know, the amount of bread, the equivalent, that mo- most people would eat uh, bread at a meal, or the equivalent of a meal, so then they would uh, be obligated to make hamoitzi and uh, birch samozin. How do you differentiate between regular bread and possible bekissin? We're going to get there one second. Yeah? Yeah. So, but first we have to, before we get to the, we first have to set the table. So, the Mr. Brewer writes over here, Oizdala, though, what is considered to be a Kviyasuda, Lamaisa, what's the shear? So, he writes over here at the end, the fourth line, he writes, when with regards to establishing residency on Shabbos in order to walk Chutzlutchum, uh, so the, um, the shear is three or four beitzim. That's considered to be a Seuda Shabbos. However, many other Achreinim, then the Mishnah of course, many other Achreinim disagree that that's a minimal Suda in order to establish residency, but that's, that's not necessarily a normal Suda. And therefore, with regards to Kviya Suda and Hilchas Brochus, uh, it should be the equivalent of the amount of bread that a person would eat at supper. 
He says that our, uh, you know, lunch and breakfast, we eat on the go, probably, uh, it's not advisable, but that's what we do. We eat uh, different, you know, much less for breakfast and lunch. But um, a supper is the only proper meal that we really eat. In some cultures, they only have two meals a day, one in the, you know, one in the mid-morning, one in the, uh, towards evening, which are both legitimate, bona fide, uh, substantial meals. But in our context, we really only have one substantial meal, which is a supper. So if a person eats the amount of bread, which would be the equivalent of the volume of what people would eat for supper, so that then uh, that would, and he eats that from Paso Babakis, and that would be considered a kviya sudan, be obligated to make hamoitzi and birch samazan afterwards. What if he's eating it, though, together with other foods. See, if you're just eating pasababakistin and you eat the, vol- you know, the equivalent of what people eat for supper, you eat a thousand calories. So, you know, let's say that's a typical meal. So you eat a thousand calories of uh, pasababakistin, you'd be obligated, uh, you know, that volume, you'd be obligated to make hamoitzi and to bench. That's, a, let's say, what people eat for a supper. But what if you're eating it together with other items? So the Mishnah Bura over here quotes in the name of the Mugan Avram, If you're eating just Passover B'Kissin, you have to eat as much as people would become, you know, the equivalent of a full meal. But if you're going to eat it together with uh, fish or with meat, uh, so then... Um, you only have to eat the amount of uh, bread. If you eat possible bekisnin, the equivalent, which is the equivalent, you eat the volume of possible bekisnin, which is the equivalent of the amount of bread that people typically eat together with meat and fish, then you'd be obligated to make hamaytzi and birchas hamazan afterwards. So that's even much less. If you eat, again, the amount of possible bekisnin, uh, which is the equivalent, <laughs> the amount of bread that people eat together with meat and fish, then you'd be obligated uh, to bench. And to make hamoitzi. That's the opinion of the Mishnah Brewer. There were other Achreinim who disagreed, the Archashoch and the Birke Yosef, but most uh, side with this, uh, with this Psaq and the Magan Avram and the Mishnah Brewer. So for that reason, the Paiskim raised an issue about a person who goes to a Shmogisborg or uh, elaborate Kiddush. So they have many uh, different items there. They have uh, meats and uh, fish and uh, other things. And they also have uh, kichel. And people are walking around eating the kichel or eating the cake, eating the possible bekisnin. And they might eat the volume. Not, they're not going to eat uh, necessarily uh, the volume that would be the equivalent of to, to inso- an entire supper of just possible bekisnin. I have a thousand calories of possible bekisnin. But they're eating it together with meat and with fish. And it's, uh, they're eating the equivalent of the amount of bread that a person would typically eat with a supper. That you're having meat and fish as well. So in that uh, situation, a person might run into a shaila, potential problem, or that he should really be reciting hamoitzi uh, and benching, even though he's not necessarily eating that much possible bekisnin. He's eating it together with meat and fish, and which is the equivalent of the amount of bread that people would typically eat with a meal. So the Arach HaShulchan already discusses this practice of the Kiddushes and the Shmogesborg. So he suggests, Alimus maybe people are walking around. How can we call it a kviya suda if nobody's sitting? But uh, by a proper Kiddush, people are sitting. So if you're sitting by a Kiddush, it makes it even worse. And uh, it's only a limut schus. And then people are walking around. It's not really a kviyasuda. So therefore, a Moshe, the Igris Moshe, was, uh, was machmer, not only by the Kiddushes and the Shmorgasbord, but a Moshe writes that if a person, let's say, goes to a wedding and he doesn't want to stay for the Shevabrochus at the end, so he's not going to wash. So Ramosha, because Ramosha's opinion was you're supposed to stay for the Shevra because if you wash, you should stay to the end. It was an obligation for all those who are participating in the meal. So Ramosha says, what are you going to do? So don't wash. Then Ramosha says, you can't eat dessert either. Because if you're going to eat dessert, so Ramosha says, you're going to eat the amount of pasta baba kisnin, uh, the cake, that people would uh, typically eat with a meal of uh, fish and meat. Uh, so then uh, that's going to be obligated to make hamoitzi and, uh, and to bench. Even if you didn't wash in the bread, you ate the equivalent 
of a possible bekissin in the, in the amount of, of bread that a person would typically eat with uh, with a proper well, what meal. What happens at the tish? People are sitting down. Are you supposed to bench? No. How much? How much are you eating? Yeah, that's a kiddush. That's the shmorg. Yeah, that's the shaila here. So Moshe claimed that if you're having a cake together with uh, your fish and your meat, which is the equivalent of what most people would have for a supper. And then you're just substituting pas babakistan in place of pas. So Ramashan claims it should be hamaitzi. That's a kviyosu. It should be hamaitzi, and you'd have to bench afterwards. You have to wash in the middle. Let's say you sat down eating cake and you realize you're going to So what, if you, if you, you, you weren't eating. aware of what you were going to do, right. so if I know I plan in advance, right. you have to wash me hamaitzi. If uh, in the middle I realize that I'm going to, wow, I'm, this cake is delicious, the kakish, right? So then you only have to wash if you're going to eat afterwards a kviyosuda. If you're not going to eat afterwards another kviya suda, you just make a, a birch samazin at the end. In general, so, does, Ramesh, he hold, does he hold that you make a bracha on dessert in general? Uh, we'll get to it in one second. So the, the um, other paiskim, though, Rabbi Yaakov, in his uh, comments to Emes Liyakov and Shofan Aruch, also is quoted in the Shabbos, Kochos, and Amos Shalom Zalman, that disagreed with Ramesh that desserts are separate from the meal. We'll get to it in a second with regards to desserts. But you can't consider a kfiyah suda just that, you know, because at the end you had dessert. If I'm eating kichol together with the meat and together with the fish, at a kiddush, it's something to keep in mind to make sure that if you don't want to wash and make a mighty, make sure not to eat too much, either too much meat and fish or too much kichol with the meat and the fish. But a piece of cake at the end, or maybe even a piece of cake that's coming together with meat and fish, the cake is something that's, uh, they argue cake is something that's separate. It's only if it's a kichol or a cracker or something that could be legitimately considered part of the meal, so then uh, they felt that, that uh, then you might run into a potential issue, but not uh, the dessert uh, at the end of the meal. So, okay, if a person, though, eats a uh, pasababakistin, which is something made out of the five grains, a thick dough that's baked in an oven, but normally would not be encountered in the course of a meal. So if you eat, the bracha should be mezainus, but if you eat a kviyasuda, either the amount that's equivalent to a supper, or you eat it together with meat and fish, you eat the, uh, you know, the amount of, equivalent of the amount of bread to, that you would eat together with meat and fish or the, with a supper, so then you'd be obligated to make hamoitzi and to bench. What is considered, though, to be pasabobikistin? So the Rashbah, there's three opinions in Rishonim. The Rashbah's opinion in Mesechdes Brochus is that it's uh, pie. That's why it's called kisnin. Kisnin means kiss or pockets. That's the opinion of the Rashbah. The Rambam disagrees that it's miloshan kisnoi. Kisnoi was a sweet uh, grain, a sweet roasted uh, uh, barley. So possible bekistin means that it's uh, sweet. It's more like what we would call cake. It's mixed with uh, honey and sugar. And then the third opinion is the Arach quotes in the name of Haigon that it's uh, kesisa, milosh and kesisa, which means um, crunchy, like a cracker. Three opinions of what is pas habo The Gemara never defines it. However, all three opinions are quoted in the Shulchan Aruch over here. Oishei, the Shulchan Aruch writes in Simon Kuf Samaches of Zion. Pas habo bekisnin yesh mefarshim pasha also kemin kisim like a pie. It has pockets. Mamamos advash or sukar vegoyzim shkedim v'tavlin. That's the Rajba. Then he says yesh oimim she isa she irba advash shem and ochalav amine tavlin v'afa. Or you mixed into it honey or uh, oil or eggs for that matter. Um, and you baked it. We'll get to that in a second. That you have to be able to taste the flavor of it. And then he quotes on the third line: They make it hard and crunchy. And then the Shulchan Aruch concludes in the fourth line: We follow all of them. 
it would be the brach of Mezainos, and you would conclude with Mein Shalosh, but if you're Kaveya Suda, you ate the equivalent of a supper uh, of these items, then of course you'd make Hamoiti and, and bench. So the Bir Halachov here, Kosmir Bekiveager, who asks, how can we pass like all of them? It, it should be a Suffolk Brachis. And he says, he says, why doesn't the Shochanach say, Yeresh Shamayim should only eat it in the course of a meal? Shochanach makes such a recommendation later on with regards to donuts, which is beyond the, the, you know, the discussion for today, that if a, which is made from a thick dough, but instead of being baked, it's uh, fried or boiled in oil. So the uh, Shochanach has a machlekes, what bracha do you make on donuts? Should it be mezainis, because it's boiled and not baked? Or should it be hamaiti because it's from a thick dough, like bread? We know our minig is to make mezainus, but the Shulchan Aruch recommends Yirei Shamayim. It's not even our minig really to be chayshish for this, but Yirei Shamayim should only eat it in the course of a meal. So why doesn't he say? Because machleik is hamayitim mezainus. So why doesn't he say the same thing over here? We should only eat pasibah kissing in the course of a meal. That's Rabbi Kiva Eger's kasha. So the Bir Alacha quotes over here in the fifth line. I'm a kedusha Rabbi Kiva Eger. Shikshem alo kasim achab. The Yirei Shamayim yetsi de kulam kamoshe kasim. But if you had gimel with regards to donuts. So many later Achrayim answer the Kasha Rebbe Kivayker that it could be, it doesn't really answer fully, but it could be at least the Shulchan Aruch felt, perhaps B'dayevit, if a person makes Mezainos on that which should really be Hamaitzi, if you make Mezainos on bread, B'dayevit, you're Yaitzi. Maybe that's what the Shulchan Aruch held. If you make Hamaitzi, what? You don't have a problem with Birch You don't have a problem with If you're eating a Kviya Suda. If you're eating a Kviya Suda. We're talking about you're not eating. If you're eating kviya sudo, all of them are hamaytzi and benching. We're talking about you eating less than a kviya sudo. Uh, oh, you're saying oh, well, what will be with benching? Right, right. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the sweet yeah. aspect definitional to pasuk kissing, or can it be like savory, like if it was a knish or something? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Very good. Very good. According to the first sheet, that's like a pie. When you measure the shia, do you count the filling that's part of the shia? Only the only the dough. <laughs> Excellent. You probably count the filling. Pies are different. Cakes, we probably count the sugar and the other items. Yeah, but by pie, the chazanish writes that the filling of the pie is really something that's separate from the pie. It probably wouldn't be part of the shiik via sugar. It's a big mach like, What do you count when you're counting? What about air pockets yeah, right. and all of this? Yeah. But let's just uh, it's, it's, it's the nuts and bolts of that. Uh, that's Shiloh. If you ate a kfir you probably know you ate a kfir suda. If you didn't eat a I don't know if the air pockets are going to save you. you know? <laughs> But you're, you make a very good point. Pie is really where it comes up because the pie filling is very yeah. thick. So most say pie filling doesn't count uh, for this year of Kfir Suda. Okay, but that's what Kiva Eger is. How could the Shulchanach be ma- uh, passing like all of them? It's really going to run into a Suffolk uh, Bracha Shailah. Should it be making uh, Hamaitzi or, or should it be making uh, Mizainais? But nonetheless, Shulchanach says all of them are Mizainais. How, how can the Shulchanach say that? That's what Kiva Eger's Kasha. But then the Bialacha quotes from the Maimur Mordechai. Uh, over here on the fourth, fifth line, Uvamayma Mordechai Miyashu, who's one of the contemporaries of Akiva Eger, or Mordechai Karmi, Miyashu, the cave and the loy nizkar behedya, Shechokma Paiskim Bazeva Efshu the Maiduladadi. He suggests a, um, a different approach, which is that there really isn't a machlaikas harishainim here as to what, uh, you know, is specifically possible because they're all examples of a larger category of uh, items or, uh, that uh, are similar to bread, but a person normally does not encounter in the course of a meal. Pie, cake, crackers, all of them are just examples of a larger category of uh, items that are, you know, are similar in terms of the way that they're prepared to bread, but they're more snack foods as opposed to meal foods. And therefore, the broker is not hamaitzi. 
But is uh, Mezainas in Kakud with a Me'ain Shalosh? So it seems to be there's a Machlaikis here between Rebbe Kiva Eger and the Maimur Mordechai. What is Pasabah B'Kisnen? Is Pasabah B'Kisnen one specific item that's discussed by the, by the Gemara and that we have a Machlaikis we shine them as to how to define it? Or is Pasabah B'Kisnen a general category of items that we don't normally encounter in the course of a meal because they're not meal foods? Rather, they are, uh, they are snack foods. That's what seems to be the Machlaikis in Rebbe Kiva Eger and the Maimur Mordechai. And there's going to be many differences as to how you approach Pasababa Kisnen. One example of this, where the Bir Halacha already raises the issue, is with regards to desserts. The Gemara says in Mesech Tzbrachis, that if a person uh, makes Hamoitzi, so then everything that comes in the course of the meal is covered. You don't have to make a bird priyadama on uh, vegetables. Uh, that come, that's part of the meal. Or, uh, you know, potato kugel, that's part of the meal. So whatever is uh, part of the meal is uh, covered under the bracha of hamaiti with the exclusion of wine, because wine is chashav, has its own bracha independently. So if you make a wine, if you don't make a kiddush before you're eating your meal, you have wine in the middle of the meal, then you'd have to make a bracha. All other items are covered under the hamaiti. However, the Gemara gives one exception to that rule. Amar of Papa, If it's generally part of the meal, or comes as part of the meal, to, you know, to satiate you, to fill you, which is the purpose of eating, so then uh, you don't make a bracha before, or afterwards it's covered on the Birch Samazin as well. But if it doesn't come as part of the meal, it's something that's uh, extraneous to the meal. You're kind of eating it because it tastes good, but not because it's uh, necessarily, uh, sa- you know, that's satiating, and so that filling. So if you're eating a b'seir chasuda, tu'unim bracha lefnehem, ve'ein tu'unim bracha l'achreim. So it's covered under the b'rch samazan, but it requires a bracha beforehand. So therefore most, uh, you know, poets came over the opinion if a person has raw fruit uh, at the end of a meal, that's not dvarma boi machmas hasuda, so you'd have to make a bari priya eitz of a person's having ice cream, at the end of the meal, have to probably make a shak on the abedvari before you eat it, because people are eating because it tastes good. Some argued that uh, ice cream is really just like frozen liquid. And since you don't make a brach on any drink that comes in the middle of the suda, ice cream is really just like a drink. But most are of the opinion that ice cream uh, should require shahako, because it's not dvarm haboy makmas suda. What about cake, or pie, or crackers? So should that require a, uh, a bracha beforehand if it's served as a dessert? So the Shulchan Aruch says yes. Shulchan Aruch says over here, Sif Ches, V'yachalahu b'saych ha-suda, Shaloy machmas ha-suda. He's discussing possible b'kisnen. You eat it in the middle of the meal, or at the end of the meal, but it's not dvar ma-boy machmas ha-suda, tu'unim bracho v'neim v'loy l'achreya. It's covered under Birch Samozim, but it requires a mezainos beforehand. So Bir Alacha asks, how can you make a mezainos beforehand? Uh, we don't know what is possible b'kisnen. So three-way machlag so we shine him. Simon Mishmabur Shakasab Shem Magan Avram the Huadin Lakho Pasab Bikisnin, any Pasab Bikisnin that you eat in the course of a meal is not Varma Bon Mahmoud Zasud, you'd have to make a Mazinas beforehand. So he says, Kozali Ikaradin. That's in theory. We don't know, have a you know a hard and fast definition of possible Bikisnin. It could be crackers, it could be cake, it could be pie. After Machaber Pasakalka Bakulam, Hanami Shun the Savi Durabanalakel. Savi Durabanalakel, okay, make a Mazinas on Hamaiti, Yaisabidi Evan. Or you're not sure if you have to bench. Okay, don't bench. But, but we, we don't know what to do, so we go. We go lekula. If it's just because we say savik brachos lekula, see, make a mezaynus on the cake because we don't know. Well, you yoyt to be the yavin the mezaynus, or it's a savik brachos lekula if you have to bench. Okay, say mayin shalish. But uh, over here, savik brachos lekula should, should dictate not to make a brach on the dessert, not to make a brach on the cake. Masha enkim in yaneinu atzricha bracha toichasuda. 
We're not sure if this is a pas kissing. This might be pas mamish. And if it's pas mamish, it's covered underneath the brach of hamaytzi that you made at the beginning of the suda. So therefore, the the, the, the bialacha says that uh, even though in theory, if we're sure it's pas kissing, you can make a bracha. So some say pie, uh, you know, that's uh, where the pie crust is very crunchy, you know, like, a, you know, like our pie. And it, the pie itself has sugar in it. It's cake. The pie itself is cake. And it has pockets, there's fruit filling in it. So it satisfies all three definitions of pasta baby kissing. It's uh, crumbly, and it's uh, sugary, and it has a pocket that's full of fruit. So then that, you can make a bracha, mezainus, at the end of a meal. But the uh, Biyalacha says anything that doesn't satisfy all three categories of pasta baby kissing, you shouldn't make a mezainus because we're not sure if that's really pasta baby kissing. However, then the Biyalacha already recognizes that's only according to Rabbi Kiva Eger. Who held that we have a that possible bekisnin is one specific item that we're trying to uh, define, figure out what it is. However, according to the Maimon Mordechai, that is uh, three examples of one larger category of items which are not normally eaten in the course of a meal because they're not meal foods; they're snack foods. So then, all cake. Uh, there's no machlekes here. So cake, pie, crackers, any uh, item that comes to serve as a dessert, a person would have to make a bari minim zonas. If you mash a kasa avnu leel, but shema maimer mordechai, the biyalacha says last line: the after the moedu zelaza ain kushik kolkach. There isn't really such a machlekes here, and therefore a person should make a mizonas at the end, uh, at the end on uh, on uh, cake at the end of a meal. That is the practice of some. But um, later, Pais can say that most people, I, think, I believe, I've asked many people about this, many people uh, feel that cake at the end of a meal, you leave room for the cake. You're eating, in that, you're eating that to, uh, to satisfy you. You know, if the meal isn't that good, at least there's dessert, you know, you have the cake. So I asked different Pais Kim, but I've noticed, I have to say, a trend um, that people who are careful about what they eat, I've noticed by, by people who are, who are not as heavy as others, if you're careful about what you eat, and of course, I mean, you're conscious of what you're eating, and you don't eat cake if you're full, you only eat cake if you're not full, so then uh, they don't make a bracha on cake as a dessert. If you would, you're, you're full, you know, but you would still eat a piece of cake, so then you should probably be making, according to the Maimah Mordechai, you would make a bracha on the cake, according to Bikiva Eger, you shouldn't, but as we're going to see, you, in many areas, we pass like the Maimah Mordechai. The Biyalacha says not to, because he's chayshish Rabbi Kiva Eger, but we're going to see that Mishnah Brewer is not consistent on this. So uh, I, I think a person, if he would eat cake after he's full already, should probably make a mazonis on the cake, certainly pie, which satisfies all three uh, definitions of possible kissing. But if a person leaves room for the cake, even if, by that, uh, by that uh, you know, uh, same token, if a person leaves room for dessert, and he, dessert. his dessert, he, he considers as part of his meal, you know, in terms of your ca- calorie counting, and that's part of your meal, so then, then you wouldn't make a bracha. That's considered the Dora Mabar Machmas Asuda. He's not arguing. He's saying, in theory, Passover Bekisnin, you wouldn't make a, you, you, you would make a bracha. He says, ah, but we don't know what Passover Bekisnin is. And it's Machlegis had to understand the fact that Shochanar quotes all three opinions. I recall hearing that in Europe, dessert was like a luxury. It wasn't necessarily part of the meal. In America, dessert's part of the meal. You have the because that's what you think of when you think right. of the meal. If that's the case, meaning you have in mind that this is uh, the cake when you make the hamaytzi and it's not something like, oh, a dessert, so then you're right, you wouldn't. But if, but if you're eating it, you're full, you're done. So even if it normally comes, but you're not eating it to satisfy, you're eating it uh, because it tastes good, that's not really Dvar Mabar Machmas Asuda, in which case you have to make a bracha. Yeah, you're right. 
No, because that's... Part of the meal, like side dishes are part of the meal today. You, know, you go to someone's home, you expect... You obviously stop eating potato cook at some point because you're full. Yeah. So well, if you're eating it, you're obviously not full. But dessert, people will eat because it's sugar that tastes good. Oh, they would eat it. Really but if, if you have a, something that's varm, not varm, but that's the whole kasha by the Seder. Mm-hmm. I want to get involved in that. But, you know, why don't we make a bracha on the, on the vegetables that are not varm, but machmas asuda. So you could have it in the middle of the meal. Always room for the sense. Always room for jello. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, issue, though, is going to be re- perhaps related to many other issues, which are uh, very much like So, for example, the Shulchan Aruch tells us back. Look back at one of the definitions of possible bekis, and the second one was that it's mixed. The Rambam's definition back in Ois Hay was that it's mixed with sugar or uh, milk or perhaps uh, eggs. That's possible bekis but says the Shulchan Aruch, It's as long as you can taste the sugar or the eggs or the or the milk. The Ramah has a you know a greater standard. Nah, just because you can taste the raisins in the challah doesn't make it into a possible bekisin. Or just because you can taste the egg in the challah doesn't make a possible bekisin. According to the Shulchan Aruch, once you can taste egg, once you can taste raisins. It's already possible the kissing will be the brach will be mezainus, unless you're kaveya suda on it. That's why uh, Sephardim usually have uh, water challah, not egg challah. However, the Ramah writes, Yesh oimim shezen nikra pas gomer, nah, raisin challah, egg challah, it's all pas mamish. Elim kem yesh bohem harbe tavlin, o dvash kamini mesika shekarn lokin, shekim at ha dvash vatavlin heim haikar vechei noigim. It's only when the sugar overshadows the fact that it's bread. I mean, it's so sugary, you forget about the fact that this is actually bread in the first place. So Mishnah Brura explains the opinion of the Ramah, over here, Sifkan Lama Gimel, wrote, Shalom, Shekokach, Tavon, Me'ur, Ben, Ad Shalodeza, Yeminkar, Tavon, Betam, Yoyse, Me'akemach. You can taste the flavoring more than the, than the, uh, than the flour. V'chem B'dvash, V'shem, V'chalo, B'inyin, She'eroiv, Me'hen. Umiyot, Ma'im. There's a little bit of water too, but it's mostly egg, mostly uh, the sugary uh, additives, and not the the main uh, flour. Then it would be mezainus, uh, but uh, then then it would be mezainus. Otherwise, it would be uh, it would be uh, it would be pas mamish. So egg chal, raisin chal, according to the Ramah, certainly uh, pas uh, pas mamish. However, it says in the Mishnah Brura that you have to be able to taste the flavoring. However, in the Marsham, as a commentary in Shulchan Aruch called the Das Teras, the Marsham writes in the Das Tera that if it's, let's say there's no water at all, it's all uh, apple juice, it's all uh, mayperis, or for that matter, all eggs. There's no water at all. Even Echal has water in it. All eggs. So then uh, the Marsham's opinion was, even if you can't taste the flavor, it would be uh, mezainus. From the Mishnah Brewer, it sounds like you certainly have to be able to taste the flavor. It's a machlek in the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah. How much do you have to be? Do you have to be able to detect it, or it has to be the minority? But it sounds like you certainly have to be able to de- to, to taste it. Uh, according to the Das Tarif and the Marasham, even if you can't taste it, but it's, uh, that's uh, the only thing that's mixed together with the flour, then the bracha would be a mezonos. That's the big difference with regards to the mezonos rolls. Mezonos rolls they claim are made with uh, all uh, juice. Yeah. There's no water that's mixed in. If that's true, if they make it not from concentrate, if they make it from concentrate, then there's water mixed in. Most, many juices are from concentrate. So, but if it's legitimately made from 100% pure uh, apple juice, there's no water mixed in. So according to the Marsham, 
even though you can't taste the flavor of the apple, if you can taste the flavor of the apple juice, no one would eat it. It would be disgusting. They don't want you to be able to taste the flavor of the apple juice. They want it to taste like bread. So, but according to the Masham, even if you can't taste the flavor of all that's used as juice, so then uh, the bracha should in theory be, uh, should in theory be mezonus. That's where uh, Bodner quotes from Rav Shlomo Zalman, Rav Yashiv, the bracha mezonus rolls should be, uh, the bracha, uh, these kinds of rolls should be mezonus. However, uh, many other poiskim, Many places in America disagree with this. Uh, with this, first of all, the Mishnah Brewer doesn't agree with the Marsham. It sounds like you certainly have to be able to taste the juice. The Machlekes has to be the majority flavor or minority. You have to be able to detect it, but you certainly have to be able to taste it. And if it tastes the same as bread, then it should be. Uh, it should be. Uh, it should be past mamish. And like people are. We'll get the, okay, cake also looks like bread. So you don't know. It looks like bread, so you have to assume it's bread, right? Yeah. Well, they're usually they're, they're screaming on you, mezainus rolls. If they, if they make mezainus, it's labeled mezainus. But also, many feel that uh, you're being kaveya suda on it. You're eating it together with your, uh, if you're eating the airline food at all, but you're eating it together with something, and it's, you're eating the equivalent of the amount of bread you would typically eat with a supper, together with the fish or with the, with the, with the meat. <coughs> So it's being together with a hot dog, but you're eating it together with the other food. So you're eating a kfiyu suda of these mezainus rolls. So even if in theory it would be possible, Baba Kisnin, but you're kaveya suda on it. And more, many, moreover, many argue it's not possible because in the first place because you can't taste the apple juice. So that's why many disagree that the mezainus rolls are, are, are not mezainus at all. Number one, you're kaveya suda on it. Number two, you can't taste the uh, item that's mixed in with it according to the Mishnah Brewer that was never possible by kissing in the first place. But then one can make an even broader argument, which brings us to the next discussion, which is that it could be mezonus rolls are not snack foods. Again, according to the Maimah Mordechai, the definition of possible by kissing was snack foods. But it could be that mezonus rolls are not snack foods by definition of the fact that it's called mezonus bread. Mezonus rolls, these are not, uh, the Rabbi Forrest writes in the Sefer Ambrach, that itself is an oxymoron. If it's rolls, it's not mezonus. So it, well, they can't have both at the same, you can't have your mezonus rolls and eat it too. So it can't be both at the same time. So it's a meal food, not a snack food. And perhaps even that which would fit in the general definitions of possible bekisnin, if it's generally eaten as a meal food, would be uh, hamaiti, yeah? So if you just take a bite out of it, according to the first explanation said, you would have to, not, not have to wash So if, according, right, if it's just because you're kaveya suda on it, but fundamentally yeah. you believe like the marsham, that it's, uh, that it's possible bekisnin, it's only if you're kaveya suda on it. If you just take a little bite, you, you, might, you might be right. Or you're eating it, uh, I eat the airline meal, two hours later I'm going to eat the mezainus roll. Then in theory you'd be right. But many argue that it's not a snack food at all. It's a meal food. In which, uh, that could be not the same in Eretz Israel. It might depend from place to place. So it could be, you know, the Pisces Eretz Israel addressing one reality, but uh, in, in our reality, that uh, the mezainus rolls are generally eaten in the place of uh, bread when people simply don't, you know, don't want to be inconvenienced to wash, it would probably have the status of, uh, of bread, and according to the Maimah Mordechai, and a person would be obligated to wash, make hamoitzi, and to bench. Where do you see this, huh? They serve what? Crackers. 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 Yeah. Like saltines. Yeah. Okay, that's then so then that's a snack food. But it's served together with a meal. Okay, so then you're eating saltines with your meal. If you're Kavea Suda on them, you would eat the equivalent of the amount of bread people would eat with a supper, then you'd be obligated to make a Sounds like a lot of this becomes an individual No, no. Somebody can't taste certain things. Uh, so no one tastes the apple juice. If you tasted the apple juice, you wouldn't be eating it. Egg matzah also, yeah. So this um, brings us to the discussion over here in Shulchan Aruch. This is why I think uh, I said the Shulchan Aruch is not really, the Mishnah Brewer is not really consistent on this. Look at the Shulchan Aruch tells us over here, Lachmaniyos. Uh, no, not that one. 
Yiches, back, sorry. The last one on the first page. Pashtida. Hanefes betanim, rebasar bedagim, which was a type of um, pastry that was made together with uh, meat and fish. You would make hamaytzi and birch samazin. Why is this not possible, Bekistin? It's filled with something. It's a pie. So the Bir Alacha quotes at the f- fifth line over here, three lines from the bottom, that the Taz explain this halacha is because you're kaveya suda on it. Since you're kaveya suda, so then you, um, you have to make hamaytzi and you would have to bench. However, if you're not kaveya suda on it, it doesn't matter what it's filled with. Pie is the same as a meat pie, is the same as a cheese pie. However, the Mishnah Brewer, of course, the name of the Magan Avram, who distinguishes, no, that here it's different because it's not filled with fruit filling and apple pie filling, which is usually eaten as a snack. Here it's filled with uh, meat and with the cheese, which is usually eaten as a meal. I know, I feel, but the Lord Kavalai, who says the Mishnah Brewer, the Lord Domino Passable Bekistin. It's not the same as Passable Bekistin, which we said is something that has a pocket. The Perush of Passable Uba Paris of the Tavlin, the Lomavarchalea Amaiti, you don't make Amaiti, but the Lord Kavasuda Lai, unless you're Kavasuda. The shiny awesome day in a sooner Kinua Suda that's eaten as a, something separate, as a snack. This is made with uh, meat. It's typically eaten as a meal. Then it's like uh, like all other bread. You'd be obligated to make hamoitzi uh, and to bench. And I believe that this is, uh, even though the Taz disagrees, this is the meaning of Ashkenazim. That's why Sephardim make, uh, what do they make on matzah? They make uh, mezainus. All year long they make a mezainus. Why? Because it fits into the general categories of possible bekissin. It's crunchy. It's like a cracker. So they uh, seem to uh, be of the opinion possible bekissin is specific items. We're a maker on all three categories because something brachas lakula. For the average, you can make a mezainus even on mitzi too. So fine, we make a mezainus on uh, cake, we make a mezainus on pie, we make a mezainus on crunchy crackers because it's specific items and if it fits into that the definition, you would make a mezainus. So matzo also, to make a mezainus. On Pesach, they all make hamaiti because there is no other bread. So this uh, takes the place of bread. And they have a whole discussion. What if you have matzah after Pesach? What, what bracha do you make on it? <laughs> However, Ashkenazim make hamoitzi on matzah all year long. And Ritzi Pesach Frank explains in the Haritzvi, uh, many others explain as well, that it's because matzah is a meal food. We eat matzah you know, interchangeably with bread. So since it's a meal food, even though it fits the definitions, uh, strictly speaking, a possible of kissing, but we treat it as a meal food, just like pashtida, you make hamaytzi and you, you bench, so to a matzah we make uh, hamaytzi and, and we bench. So therefore it seems anything, even if it fits into the heart of his, you know, or the, the, uh, the, the, the definition of possible bekissin that Shulchan Aruch has, but if it's eaten typically as a meal food, you'd be obligated to wash and to bench. So for that reason, many pais can felt, you know, certainly mazonas rolls are eaten typically with a meal, therefore it should be, uh, you know, that's what they're made for, it should be, be hamaytzi. But pizza as well, in our context, Many pies can feel, or we force the others, that, uh, that uh, you should uh, wash on pizza, even if you're eating less than one, uh, less than one slice, even a little crumb, just like you have to wash on a crumb of bread, uh, because uh, pizza is typically eaten as a, as a meal food in our context, not as a snack food. And others disagree, the Psach traditionally from Amish in America was, that uh, pizza is a snack food. It's not a uh, meal food. In fact, they bring a ride. Pizza stores are open 24 hours a day. Are people eating meals all 24 hours a day? It must be people are snacking on pizza. So you could take your, your, your polls in the different communities, uh, but many feel in our context, uh, pizza is generally eaten as a meal. You don't have to you know, whip out at 2.30 in the afternoon a slice of pizza when you, you, know, you want to snack on something. 
So uh, most people probably eat it as a meal food, and therefore it should be what you have to wash on it. But traditionally, Rav Moshe felt it was a snack food, and uh, if you're eating one slice, you're not pavea suda. That's not the amount that people typically eat for a meal. So then you wouldn't wash and make a mizaynus. If you're eating two slices, it's only more. Okay. Then you'd be obligated to wash and make a mizaynus, uh, uh, make a hamaytzi. But uh, there are other uh, issues that depend on this as well. For example, what about a Frank's, uh, Frank's and blanket? So that's clearly a snack food, even though it fits the definition of pashtida. It's a meat pie, but it's typically eaten as a snack. But deli roll uh, might be more of a shayla. Deli roll is probably not a snack food. It's probably a meal food. So in theory, one uh, might have to make hamaytzi and to wash on a deli roll. So that's why I, deli roll I would really only eat in the course of a meal if you're, if you're washing. It probably would be hamaytzi. Like it's got bread in it, right? Matzah meal. Ah, <laughs> all, all different. In the old days, they used to make it with bread. Like Again, it has to be made from the five grains into a dough and baked. Uh, Gefilte fish but left, left the, the highway long before. Yeah. But what about uh, berekas or uh, knishes? Most people assume are snack food or a Danish, croissants, garlic nuts. Soft pretzels, all these hard pretzels, even though, again, they might fit some of the definitions of, uh, you know, they might, uh, even though they might resemble pashtida, like a potato knish is typically eaten as a snack food. Pretzels are hard and crunchy, even soft pretzels people eat typically as, uh, as, a, uh, as snacks, melba toast, bagel chips, all these things, if they're made for snacks, if it's made as a bagel, you cut it up into chips, then of course it would be hamoitzi. That's no different than toast. But if it's made as a snack food, so then uh, the bracha would be, uh, be mazainas, but if it's typically in for a meal, then the bracha would probably be, uh, be hamoitzi. So croutons and a salad, all that, that's not a problem. If it's made, so many feel if it's made, if it's made uh, as croutons, it should be mezainus. Others argue that what the baker has in mind doesn't matter. It looks like bread that was chopped up into little pieces. However, if you're going to argue, that, if you're going to say that the baker, it doesn't matter what the baker has in mind, then pretzels should also be, uh, you know, soft pretzels also be hamaitzi. And many feel that they're not. So in my opinion, if the baker had in mind, meaning if they're marketed as croutons uh, and they're made as croutons, Many times they're fried anyway, so if they're, you know, they're fried, it's mezainous anyway, but if it's made, uh, if it's made as a snack food, so then it's, uh, then it's, uh, then it would be, uh, then it would be mezainous. One last issue is wraps, only, I'm only talking about because Aaron asked me, this is not, not a my time clock, but the, uh, the, the Gemara says, Mesechtas Brachas, if you remember, there's something that's similar to Pasibah Bekistin, which is Lachmaniois. That was the last line of Ois Aleph, Lachmaniois are also mezoinus, similar to possible. Because if you have a suda on it, then you would make hamoitzi and you would bench. What are lachmaniyos? Lachmaniyos are something that's not the same as bread, not because you mixed in other items it's sweet, but because the texture is different. It's not made from a thick dough, but from a thinner dough. So the Shulchan Aruch says a thinner batter. So Shulchan Aruch says over here, or test lachmaniyos, if it's blilas and ava, then it's lechem gomor. If it's made from a thick uh, batter, thick dough, like bread, and of course it's bread, be hamoitzi. But if it's blilasa maraka, if it's made from a thin batter, so then it's mezainus, if you kaveh suda on it, you would make, uh, you would make hamoitzi. So Mr. Brewer writes, that's only if it's a medium thickness. It has some thick, you know, some, uh, some uh, depth to it. He says, but if it's very thin, it's made from a thin batter. Again, most breads are made from a thick batter. Most of the items we're discussing are made from a thick batter. But if it's made from a thin pouring batter, like uh, pancakes, or some cakes maybe, made from a thin batter, so then the, uh, that's not even possible, but kissing, that's not, might, might not be pas. 
That's what's discussed over here is Lachmaniyo. So the Shulchan Aruch says the brach is Mezainus. If you it's similar to possible because if you kaveh Sudan you make Hamaytzi. But the Mishnah Brewer says Davka be'eloshem Dakim ve'Rakim be'Yoiser. I'm sorry. Again, if it's from a thick batter, then uh, then you would make hamaytzi. But he says it continues in the next line. Then it's always mezaynus, even if you're kaveya suda on it, because it's not pas at all. So what emerges is if it's made from a thinner batter, if it's uh, a medium thickness. Be mezaynus, be kaveh sudan, you'd have to make hamoitzi. That's what many feel is the status of pancakes. It's a mezaynus, if you kaveh sudan on it, you'd have to make hamoitzi because it's made from a thin pouring batter. If it's like a blintz, that it's so thin, it has no thickness to it at all, so then uh, it's always mezaynus, even if you're kaveh sudan, it would be mezaynus. That's like pasta. It has no toar lechem at all. It doesn't look like bread at all. It's not pasta at all, even if you're kaveh sudan on it. Pancakes are baked. They're fried, but there's so little oil. The only reason you put oil there is so it doesn't stick to the pan. Most people. If you're deep frying pancakes, you're right. Most people don't deep fry pancakes. Most people only put... Right, but if it's on a, a, a stove top, but it's no liquid medium, that's the equivalent to baking. That's the equivalent. Rama, that's not mine. This is not uh, Mr. Bruha. It's Shulchan Aruch. If the Rama says we can't do it, this, this is like a homosexual, a whole parak, uh, you know, in brachis. But if it's a uh, pan, but there's no liquid there, the, in kolatar kula, that's considered baking, not not cooking. So if it's baked pancakes, it's mezaynus. But if you kaveh sudan, it then it would be hamaytzi. If it's a blintz, it's so thin, there's nothing there, no texture to it at all. Then even if you kaveh sudan on it, you went into bench. But wraps, so. Is a big discussion in contemporary Pisces. Wraps, it seems to me, are made from thick batter, like bread. They're not made uh, from uh, pouring batter. So in which case it's like lafa or like pita, or what the Shulchan Aruch describes as the first case, it's made from a thick batter, everyone would hold the tamaytzi. But even if it's made... Some. But even if it's made from a, a, a thin uh, batter that gets uh, poured, but it's a meal food. People typically eat it as a meal, not as a snack. So it would probably be, even if it, even if it would be, it's certainly no worse than uh, pancakes, which if you're Kaveh Sudan, you'd have to bench. And it might be worse, because pancakes might sometimes be a snack food. Uh, wraps are, are, are never uh, a snack food. Wraps are always considered to be uh, a meal food. So you probably have to wash on wraps. In fact, there's a video on matzah if you can find it on YouTube. Someone showed Reb uh, David uh, Feinstein the, the wraps. He said, what's his bread? He says, it's so they tried to argue with him and check for him, you could look. But he, he said his bread. But Rabbi Bodner has just competing videos online. Rabbi Bodner has a video online of someone who asked Rabbi Yashiv. But here, Rabbi David was sitting and he's looking at it. He sat there for 10 minutes. Rabbi Yashiv was walking in the street and they showed him uh, a rap. And Rabbi Yashiv said it has no Torah lechem, which means it's like a blintz. But he looks, he goes... Look. Uh, to the, you know, you can, he mumbled as he was walking. But I, I think most, uh, sorry, Bodner argues that wraps are mezainas, but most Pais can consider wraps to be a hamoitzi. It's eaten as a meal food. It's no different than a lafa. It's made from a thick batter, probably. So in which case, it would probably be a hamoitzi. Yeah.